Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. We talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Nikki Gerds from Ignite Barbell in Youngsville, North Carolina. Nikki, thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. I want to hear about Ignite Barbell. Tell us all about it. What is it that you're doing there? How are you doing it? What's going on at Ignite? Um, it's just a very small barbell focused gym, um, about 30 members so far. Um, we have a lot of fun. Um, it is, I would say we joke about it being kind of like the CrossFit for misfit toys. <laughs> as far as, you know, it's not quite, um, it's not super competitive. It's not, um, everyone's super cool. I would say like, I would say the neatest thing about our gym is when we have a new member, everyone is so cool and welcoming. And I've just always like, so blown away by how nice everyone is. And like, well, you know, you don't always get that. So it's just really refreshing. And um, we do yoga, we do boxing, we do insanity. Um, and we have personal training there. So yeah, we do lots of stuff. Okay, so basically a multi-methodology, strength and conditioning facility, mm -hmm. welcoming to the general population, not super athlete or competitive yep. focused. Basically right. anybody who wants to come in, look better, feel better, yeah. gain some muscle and lose some fat, kind of the general population of entry level fitness to a degree, right? Somebody doesn't Absolutely. have to, yeah. I mean, to come in. Yeah. And people out there are doing incredible things. Um, but not necessarily like they don't come in always that being their focus, but I think that once they get in there and start trying things, they find that they can do it, you know? So it's pretty cool. So as anybody who's spent any time owning a, a gym, especially in the micro gym space knows, you're going to be a little bit crazy to do it. So yeah. what, what made you want to, you know, sign a lease, buy some equipment and impact the place with people that are, are trying to get healthier, get more fit? Well, um, it was kind of, I, I was working at a CrossFit gym in uh, Holly Springs, which is about 40 minutes or so away from Youngsville. And um, that was going well. Um, and then I ended up leaving there for another barbell gym, um, that was just opening. Just a friend of mine, um, had started it and she wanted me to come help her. Um, so we, I did that for about a year and she just, it was way over her head as far as the, the rent was really expensive. Um, it was really small, just like my space, but it was really, the pricing was just not good. So, um, so we ended up closing that place and when we closed, I had all these people and they didn't have anywhere to go. So I had spent a lot of time, you know, building relationships with these people. And, um, and so me and, uh, another girl from that gym ended up, you know, we thought, well, let's see what it would take to, you know, start something ourselves. 
So um, we looked into it a lot and, um, you know, a lot of the places were really expensive and I didn't want to go into that again, you know, being way over my head again. So I was just kind of like, I don't know if I want to do this. Maybe I'll just get a job somewhere else and, you know, not have to deal with it. And then just the perfect space opened up and it was like, as soon as that place presented itself, it was just like a ball rolling and you couldn't stop. I couldn't stop it if I tried. <laughs> I mean, I was hesitant. I'm like, I don't know, you know, I don't know if I want to do this or not. Maybe I just want to teach a couple classes a week and relax a little. I don't know. But yeah, I, I couldn't stop it if I tried. <laughs> so once once I got that, once I saw that space and, you know, kind of locked it in or whatever, it was it was full force. So and that was four years ago. Yes. Awesome. So that was kind of, you know, you decided you're going to take the plunge. You're going to open it up. Things kind of started to have their own momentum. You had to have some expectations going in of what it was going to be like, you know, working for yourself in that situation versus the other operations that you were in. So what would you say is gone the way you expected and, and what has maybe gone a little bit differently than you expected? Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I expected it to be really hard work. I expected to be working around the clock, which is pretty much what I do. Um, but I guess, I, I guess I really didn't expect it to be as successful as it's been. Um, especially, um, I'm really, really bad with, um, social media and, you know, promoting and all that stuff. It's not my forte. I don't do well with it. Um, so I was a little nervous about that. And if I would be able to get people in the door, um, I did have, I did, when I started, I did have enough clients to pay the rent, which was my main focus. Um, but I just didn't expect it to be as busy as it is right now. I never expected that, not in a million years. So, and I, you know, like I said, I work around the clock. Um, you know, it's every day's, you know, from the time I wake up pretty much till the time I go to bed, I'm doing something, you know, emails, whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. I would say those two things are definitely the things that I, I didn't expect and expected. So, so the kind of the good kind of unexpected problems though, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. and, and that's one of those things that sometimes people don't look at is if your business is growing, if it's improving, it's not just going to be smooth sailing. There are going to be growing pains. Oh yeah. For real. Like there's, you know, a growing business is always broken in some way or another. And if you can't find something to fix, then you need someone else to look because there's, there's just always, there's always something there. So for you right now, um, I know you just brought on another trainer, someone who's doing a lot of personal training. Um, you're starting to look like maybe you're outgrowing your space or close to it. So how do you address that? Are there things that you think you can do? Can you still fit more clients? You know, could you, is it another 10 before you're bursting at the seams? Is it 20? And then how creative do you think you have to get before you really get forced to start, you know, looking at what other real estate is available? Right. Um, yeah, I've actually, um, there's, 
I don't know that like I really love my location. Um, it's right downtown Youngsville. Like I said, Youngsville is super small. Um, so it's really cool to be right in the mix of it. Um, you know, there's people walking by all the time. Um, you know, there's right across the street, um, you know, we'll go and after the gym and stop and have a couple beers at this little cool beer bar, you know, so it's, it's just really fun. Like we have a good time. We, you know, we're, when we do like circuits where we'll run or, you know, carry something overhead, everybody on the street can see us and it's, you know, it's kind of neat. Um, so I would love to, there's a couple of spaces next to me that kind of run through people pretty quickly, it seems. So, um, my biggest thought was that maybe at some point I could see about if, you know, someone leaves, maybe getting a space right next to mine and expanding that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things I can still do. Um, the problem is, is. I really would have to open up more classes and that makes it really challenging for me. So I'm hoping that with Brandon on board that we can really, you know, I can start to rely on him a little bit more. I wanted to start a um, couch to barbell program soon, which is a great program. I obtained a bunch of new clients from that program the last time I did it. I just don't have time to do it now. So I'm hoping that maybe he can take on some of that weight for me and help me. Because I think if we could do that, we could do more class times and get more people in the door. And um, yeah, I, and it seems to be the same classes that are super busy. And then I still have classes that are not busy at all. So if I could find more clients in certain time frames, that would be helpful also. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's kind of a, a universal thing that you hear whenever you have a class-based gym is, you know, I have these classes that are super full and these classes that nobody ever comes to, or it's right. just enough people that you don't want to get rid of it, but not, yeah. not so many that you're like, oh, this is, this is fantastic. And it's, it's hard to just drag people in and say, Hey, do you want to work out at 8 a.m.? Yeah. yeah. And that's the one, the 8 a.m. and the 9.30. I have like one or two people in those classes and, you know, 5 and 6 a.m. are, you know, sometimes if everyone comes, there's like eight people and that is overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, that can, uh, that can definitely, it's feast or famine to that degree, right? right? So yeah. I'd like to talk a little bit about you know, right now you're, you're not actively looking to bring more people in the door, right? Unless they can right. come into those classes. So not a super hard push for advertisement per right. se. Yeah. But, but if someone comes in, you're, you're also not at a point where you're turning them away. So do you have a set in stone process that, you know, if I walked in off the street, Hey, I, I just, you know, just moved to Youngsville. I've been on the couch because of COVID and I'm looking to work out like, do you have a normal process that you put people through? Um, I normally just, um, you know, kind of, I would briefly just talk to them about, you know, what their experience was with exercise and, you know, discuss injuries and health and all that good stuff. And then um, usually we do, I do like a two week um, free trial to see if they're interested in it. And, um, you know, that I, I say usually if people 
they'll come once and if they come back they usually keep coming <laughs> if they come once and they don't come come back then you know they're gone that's it um but honestly like the, you know i would say nine times out of ten when they walk through the door they're ready to start something anyways and you know they've seen us or you know been on the website and kind of know what it's about so um so yeah i mean usually just a, a, let them let them come in for free for a couple weeks and if they like it then we'll talk about it and you know if not that's fine too so that's usually what i do yeah so the majority of the people that are coming in would be referral word of mouth or they sought you out somehow right mm -hmm. you're not because you're not actively going out looking for new clients, they right. come in, they have an idea. So as long as it's what they expected, they're probably yeah. going to stick around and, and at least see how they feel. And yeah, and, and a lot of it over their head, right? Right, and a lot of it's word of mouth too. Like it's a lot of friends of people that already come, um, or even like you know husbands or brothers or sisters or whatever which makes it really cool and i think you know that's a big part of why the community is so inviting because it's like everyone is they kind of know each other already and you know it's a, and even even if they don't you know they kind of already feel like they do so yeah so it but it is a lot of that like i have a lot of um you know husbands and wives that work out together um you know sisters and you know different stuff like that so it it makes i think that's nice yeah yeah for sure i mean it just builds that actual feeling of community so mm -hmm. and that's one of those things and i think it kind of naturally leads into it's that's really something that helps people stick around longer be a client yeah. for an extended period of time because really the only things you can do in your business are get more people in the door you can get people to pay you more you get them to stay longer right that's really right. the the three things that you can do and when you're at a point where you can't take a lot more people in the door and maybe you don't want to mess around with prices one of the things that you can do that's really good for the longevity of the business and your sanity if we can be real is get the people that are in there to stay longer so is that something that you actively track do you know how long your average client is staying with you and is that something where you're you know keeping your hand on the pulse of it and and trying to keep people you know as long as you can in constantly evolving that process absolutely i mean i like a lot of this the people that i had back at the other gym that closed are still with me today you know it's it's a friendship too i mean like we do things together we and, and that that kind of is something that scares me a little bit about growth um because it's hard to manage that sort of um, relationship with a hundred people <laughs> at, you know, 30 is, you know, not easy, but it's, it's easier. But I mean, most of us are, you know, they all have my cell phone number. They all, you know, we, if what, somebody hasn't shown up in a couple of days, you know, I'm going to text them and be like, are you okay? Like, do you need anything? You know what I mean? It's, it's, and and I like that. I I feel good about you know like I feel good about that when I walk through the door. It's not work. I'm hanging out with my friends. Um, you know we're we're very um, I I would say a very tight knit group of people. And not just me, but a lot of them hang out outside of work as well. Um, there's a lot of friendships that have been made. But yeah, I mean I definitely. Um, 
I definitely think that most people stick around and if they don't, they at some point in time come back, <laughs> which is nice. Like I, I have a couple people that, you know, will quit for a couple months and, you know, something is going on. And then, you know, when they're ready to come back, they can come back. I also don't do contracts. So, you know, I, I'm really um, good about, you know, if somebody's had a tough month, I'm not, you know, a super stickler about certain things. I'll give them a break if they need it or, you know, if they want to take a month off, it's really no big deal. Um, you know, I try to be understanding about stuff like that. And it seems like people really appreciate that, <laughs> you know, like you would think that, I don't know, sometimes I've heard, you know, people will take advantage or whatever, but people don't, at least from my experience, they haven't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that all kind of circles back to the community and the atmosphere and in mm -hmm. those things that that you've been trying to foster for it. So I think the um, the natural progression from where you are now, it's cool that you, you know, you hired a trainer and you can you can see where it, where that goes. Do you see yourself at some point moving up out of the coaching as much as you are and being more of an overseer or manager? Or is your ultimate goal to just be in there in as many classes as possible and really, really coaching as much as you can for as long as you can? Kind of the two trajectories that owners go after a few years. I'm curious which way that, that you'd like to go. I would love to take a step back, <laughs> you know, eventually, um, you know, I, of course I would still like, it's funny because I think about that and I go, you know, with Brandon, you know, that the idea is that eventually um, he'll be able to take over some of the classes for me. Um, you know, I start at 4 a.m. and my last class is at, um, ends at 6.30. So I try to, um, you know, I, I, I just get set. Which one would I give away? <laughs> Who would I, you know? So I would love to take a step back, but I don't, it's, it's hard to imagine at this moment, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when it's been just you for so long, you know, you feel like, you know, if you leave your 5am class, everybody misses you and will they stay? And I've seen different, different owners do it in different ways. Like, you know, they, they won't do it every day, right? They kind yeah. of, you know, all right, I'm going to take Wednesday off from coaching. And that way I still see the people a couple of times a week. There's, there's kind of different ways that you can play it, but I don't think there, there's no handbook. There's no right or wrong way to do it when you're so used to having that face-to-face -face connection so often with the people. So it's definitely a, a, a time where you need to reflect and make sure you have a solid plan mm -hmm. or else, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to back up from because like you said, you're in a small town, it's two, 3000 people. Probably right. a lot of the reason people come back is you all see each other around town all the time, right? Whether you live in town or not, you're still, yeah always there so it's like oh how you doing oh, i'll be back in a month you know taxes came or yeah. christmas came and it's like yeah. all right yeah i get it i'll see you you know whenever it is yeah. so there's definitely a unique dynamic when you're in a, a real small town like that mm -hmm. i think it's cool because you know the the people that you have from the, the other gym was basically on the other side of the city from you right like that's a, yeah. a pretty fair you say 45 minute drive that people who we're going there and come to you now, right? No, that was um, the original CrossFit gym I worked at. Oh, okay. I was okay. there for 
first, and then I went to the it's Rollsville, which is about 15 minutes from Young. Okay. So that's not too bad. Yeah. No. So still yeah. longer than a lot of people will drive to go to the gym. But I guess Absolutely. because you have that that feel in that community, that's that's for sure. So yeah. so you've been in this for this long, you're kind of at this point of what do I do next? How is it going to go? Do I need a bigger space? You have another trainer. You're, you're really at an inflection point for a few different things. So do you feel like over the last four years, you know, there's anything big that, that you can take away and go into this decision process, any kind of advice, maybe going back starting that you would give yourself like, what do you feel like where you are now versus where you started? Maybe something you wish you knew. Is there anything like that that kind of circulates in your head? Yeah, I definitely think that if I could tell myself something back then, it would be to not stress out so much. Um, you know, I, I think that I was like really worried that it wasn't going to work out. And I think that that caused me a lot of sleepless nights. And, you know, um, I would sometimes there wouldn't be anybody showing up to class and I would sit in my car and I just, oh boy, you know, like, is this what's, you know, is this worth my time? Is this, you know, all that stuff. And I think that if I could, I would just tell myself to relax and have fun with it and, you know, not be quite so uptight about it. And I think that that would have helped. <laughs> And I think now going, you know, thinking about getting bigger, I'm not going to, I'm not going to push it. I mean, I think with, with, if it, if it's meant to happen, it's going to, you know, like, just like this place that the place showed up, it was kind of like, I could, like I said, I couldn't have stopped it if I tried. I think it's got to be like that. It can't be like, I'm not gonna, you know, push for this huge facility if I'm not, you know, I don't know. I just think that, I, I kind of have a few bugs in a few people's ears and if things work out, then awesome. If not, I'll stay small. I'm not worried about that either. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So it's good to be in that position, right? You know, like, all right, I'm good where I am, Yeah. but if the right opportunity comes, yep. I can look into it. But in the meantime, you're just taking every day, not taking any, any days for granted, just taking right. each one as, Hey, this is what I work to get. And this is, yep. this is what I'm doing today. Right. we'll see what happens tomorrow. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we are just about out of time, Nikki, but before I let you go, if people want to check out you, the facility, social media, websites, where can we find you online? Um, it's uh, just ignitebarbell.com and uh, you can find me there and uh, you'll see all the information, all the class times, all the pricing is on there. Um, see some fun pictures of <laughs> bar parties. Um, yeah. <laughs> cool. And you're on Facebook at Ignite Youngsville. Are you on Instagram at all? Um, no, not really. Yeah. I am, but I don't really. Yeah, no. <laughs> want to make sure that we get all the links out there. I know you said yeah, social yeah. media isn't really your, yeah. your company, so, so that's cool. I just want to make sure if people are listening that they can find you. So yeah. That's all that we have time for. I'd love to, you know, to see where things go with you. I know I'll be checking in on you. I'm sure Great. our listeners will be curious to see what the evolution is. Yeah. So thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You are very welcome. And to everybody out there listening, we thank you for your time. We appreciate you spending part of your day with us. If you want to hear more episodes, 
you know you do. Hit the subscribe button, throw us a like, leave a comment. We love all the feedback. If you want to be on the show, click the link in the description. There's a form, fill it out. Someone from the team will get back to you as soon as possible. To everybody out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Alex. Alex, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for uh, being a guest on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go ahead and dive right into it. So what is the name of your facility and where are you guys located at? So the name of the facility is Life Adapted Fitness, and we're located in Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. Awesome. And how long have you been in business? Been in business for six years now. Six years. Awesome. Awesome, man. So definitely, um, you know, in the gym industry, that's kind of getting in, you know, into the OG status, you know, uh, six years in. So yeah, yeah, congrats on that. Thank you. Appreciate it. So what, uh, so I got to ask, so what made you want to, um, open up a gym? I mean, it's, uh, I mean, you know how the gym is, it's not always sunshine and rainbow. So what, what made you want to do that? Uh, at the end of the day, it was the natural progression from my years of training and just feeling stagnant at where it was at and just naturally needed to challenge myself and do more And the next evolution. Next step is owning a gym owning the brick and mortar. Yeah. Awesome, man. And how long were you, um, have you been in the industry like total? Uh, so I've been a professional trainer for 15 years. Okay. And, uh, and then of course playing sports growing up and yeah, high school, yeah. all good stuff. So. Got it, man. So, so you've been, I mean, you've been involved, involved with some kind of fitness and, and activity basically, you know, for your whole life then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So you've owned the gym for six years now. So uh, give us a um, little bit of description of your gym. So what type of facility is it? And what do you so, guys offer as far as services? Okay. So basically it is a 24 seven access facility. Um, it's not a walk-in open door type of facility. It's a key fob entry only. So everything's done by appointment only to enter in the gym. Yeah. And then we offer the open gym access and then also personal training services along with some online training services as well. Okay. Awesome, man. And have, has it always been key fob only or did you guys switch that after COVID? It's always been a key fob only. Okay. Um, the reason behind that initially was because for the first three years, it was just me and I needed time away from the gym to do whatever, go on vacations and be able yep. to do both. It's easy just to have it as a locked facility and yeah. I just do everything by appointment to get people signed up. And then it's just open, open to the members. Yeah, it's pretty badass. That, that's how we are now. Um, yeah. In, in the beginning, of course, see, I tried to model after like the big box gym. So we had, mm -hmm. I had 24 seven, but I had it staffed. 
which was uh, dumb, dumb, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and after you do it uh, the wrong way, and then, you know, you find out about the key fob system, uh, it makes it a lot easier. And, you know, so now, like you said, that's the same deal. You know, we, we keep it locked and, you know, members get in. If you want to make an appointment to sign up, you make an appointment. Exactly. So, easy peasy. Um, Absolutely. How many staff do you have now? So it's me and then three of the trainers. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically with, with this model, like you, like there's no need for like a front desk person more or less. Not at all. Yep. Yeah. And, um, so as far as like, uh, let's say like you want, like a new client comes in or they make an appointment. So typically let's say they, they just want a gym membership. So who takes that person on an appointment? Do you guys do like a round Robin or is it you all the time or how does that work? So I'm the first point of contact unless I am out and I need to let somebody else run that. But so someone reaches out, I figure out who's going to be the best fit for that individual based on time of day and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And then I give the lead over to one of my other trainers and they take it from there. And okay. basically it's a trainer led facility. So from point of contact, my goal is to have them engage with this member, which possibly is going to be their new point of contact in the gym for any possible future services that they may want. So you have that relationship initiated yeah. already for that, that trainer as a salesperson. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good point too. Um, and I think, I mean, a part, a big part of the the broken model in my opinion, and you know, some of the big box stuff is mm-hmm. you have this cheesy sales guy who doesn't yeah. know that, who doesn't know the the client, you know, barely knows the, the trainer because, you know, mm-hmm. they might've been there for like a month or whatever. Right. And yep it's time for them to buy new sessions or whatever. And you send them over there and it's like, yeah. it's, it's a terrible experience all the way around. So Absolutely. I like what you're doing there because the person that brings them in can, you know, can be their trainer as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, is that something you came up with on your own or, or what? Do you just kind of think it would be, so just it work a, out? So it was a combination of things. So my entry into training formally was 24 hour fitness. Mm-hmm. And so I worked there for five years. Great education, but you know, big box gym, that style, it's just not as fun to be a trainer in. Yeah. And then from there, before I opened this, I was actually doing in-home and private country club training. So okay. I got to see the more concierge, personal retention oriented touch points that you see in like a country club, like a golf yeah. country club and taking all those points is what I started to piece together into creating this kind of model. Mm-hmm. It's just building around the country club. How often can a trainer touch a member without feeling like they're forcing a sale and all yeah. that kind of stuff? Because awesome. the more you're going to gonna touch the member, the more money they're going to spend. Yeah, absolutely. And um, what uh, what's the size of your facility? Right now it's 5,000 square feet. 5,000? Okay, awesome. Yeah, so, so you have a good space then. It's not like you're, you know, it's, it's a small space or anything. Yeah, it was... Yeah uh two and a half years ago oh yeah <laughs> 2500 and then i expanded you expanded so did you do a new building or did you just add on to what you got i took the space next door to mine over and just okay. blew a hole out of the wall nice man yeah yeah so did you have so what was your goal um did you have like a certain membership goal you a revenue goal to get to that point or did it just kind of fall in your lap it kind of fell in my lap um my neighboring tenant they kind of so my landlord, his kids own the businesses in the strip. And so one of the kids, their business didn't succeed. And yeah. it was sitting there vacant for a long time. 
And so I was just like, okay, if I hit this number of members, then I'll justify right. blowing the whole lot and going in. And so I went at it that route and that's how I kind of run the business is from a, how many members are engaged in the business. And that's my, the bread and butter, you know, and that's yeah. where I kind of build everything off of is that solid overhead coverage from the members only personal mm -hmm. training services. That's, that's the gravy on top. Yeah. So, yeah. And, exactly, um, man. Yep. Yeah. And that, that's a good point that you make there too. Cause I think, I think a lot of people, I mean, it, it's really, it's ideal for your, everything overhead to be covered by the memberships. And, yep. you know, like you said, PT be the gravy and yep. there's times I think, I mean, of course, like, you know, if, if you do training, right, you can have a lucrative, insanely lucrative PT department. And Absolutely. I think a lot of times people will see that, but you know, they don't focus on the memberships either. I mean, mm -hmm. so that, that's the thing is, you know, if you work both of those and get a solid foundation, you know, then you're like, you're rolling in, you know, pure profit, you know, and that's, Absolutely. that's what you want. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome, man. I love it. So your trainers, um, now what, what does it take for them, for someone to be a trainer? Um, is there like, do they train under you or do they have to have certain certifications or how do you do all that? So the pandemic has shifted some things, of course. I've had a lot of inquiries on people that have done their career change. Yeah. And so within that, I have, I didn't originally want to take somebody under my wing and breed them into personal training from scratch. Mm -hmm. But um, there's a lot of preconceived training styles that are out there that kind of don't mesh well mm -hmm. with the model I have. Because um, I'm really about the the primary demographic of my gym is your uh, your business professional and older population so some of the normal trainers that really want to push bodybuilding things like that you're not going to get that kind of clientele from here yeah. and so really trying to get a trainer that's going to be able to look at my clientele and approach it the right way without being too uh, obnoxious into the bodybuilding type of stuff yeah yeah. And so I really didn't want to do it this way, but you got to pivot. And I was like, I might as well just uh, mold these trainers into what I want. So I had one trainer from the previous gym. He's been pretty good. Um, he already had a good foundation, but I just got a female trainer and she's my, my little protege right now. So nice, man. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So you got, so your general population then basically is your, um, yep. name, yeah, that's good. That's good. So do you guys do any, um, like what other services do you offer? I know, so you do PT, um, you do yep. online as well. Yep. Is it like programming basically for the online? So it's a combination, combination. I actually like, I went online before I opened the gym. Smart. Online was really challenging. I licensed an app out of the Netherlands and it was a great app. It had nutrition and exercises all under one umbrella. It was fully branded and it just wasn't getting traction. I'm not. I don't have a strong online presence for myself mm -hmm. and it was definitely hard to generate that without having a brick and mortar. And yeah. so that was the next step was like, okay, let's do the brick and mortar and marry these two together yeah. and still have some hiccups that we got to figure out because online pricing is just erratic. You don't really know what you want to price that. It's very hard to pinpoint it for the market, but uh, I think we're settling into that perfectly now, especially with the pandemic kind of yeah. forcing the hand. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but um, yeah, so we do the coaching, programming, and nutrition all online as well. Okay. 
Yeah, that's awesome, man. And and you're right. Yeah, the pandemic really kind of sped things up as far as online goes. Um, yep. A, a few years, I think. Uh, I was doing online in 2019, and that's kind of when people were like, well, this is like people don't want to work out at home or people exactly. want to go to the gym. And I'm like, yeah, that you know, but, you know, people can still get good results this way. And some people may take my programming and work out at my gym or hell, they might work out at Planet Fitness. You know, like you don't know if they're paying me, like I don't care where they work out, to be honest. Exactly. And yeah, online comes around and then it's kind of like, well, we want to work out in gyms, but we can't. So we have to do this. And I think a lot of people stuck with it more so and they liked it better than they thought they would. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, one thing I found out. Yeah. yeah one thing ahead. I found out with my members were when the pandemic hit, so the platform I have. I have it so that all my members get it when they join. So they have access to this resource. And during the pandemic, I went in and threw a bunch of home workouts and this, that, whatever, when we were shut down for a period of time. And it was really interesting to see the amount of people that were using the platform in this fashion. And what it did was kind of create this new relationship and it refostered relationships with members that were kind of stagnant and yeah. was able to get them re-engaged properly. And, uh, it was a blessing in disguise. I can tell you that. Yeah, man, for sure. So, um, as far as nutrition goes, um, do you like, do you guys do solid nutrition plans for them or do you do, um, like more, like teach them how to count macros? So it's a combination. I think one thing that we do here is really focus on the individual and it's very individually focused. Um, personally for me, I really like to figure out what the person is doing, what they are capable of doing and then teaching them how to do it for themselves in a way that's naturally, um, naturally so they can be successful in it. A yeah. lot of people don't want to count cal calories or do all this other kind of stuff or meal prep. And it's just trying to figure out, okay, Joe over here can count calories and do everything right. Okay, great. So we're going to go that route. Jane isn't going to do anything. And yeah. so it's teaching them what are the right tools, the right foods that are going to be best for them long-term yeah and so yeah it's absolutely. very individualized yeah yeah that's good and i think a lot of times there's so many cookie cutter programs out there and mm -hmm. you know that just people get this bad you know stigma in their head about what what a training or a diet plan should be you know nutrition and yeah it just it just kills everything so yeah, being different for every person. I mean, that's that's the only way to do it if you want to set your people up for long-term success. Exactly. Yeah, and I don't know. Are you familiar with Dr. Kashi, uh, Trevor Kashi? Oh, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, so he's uh, he's one of the founders of Prestige Labs. Um, but one of his his biggest things is, uh, you know, he talks about people's transformations. So it's kind of like, you know, he's like, I don't care about your 90-day transformation, you know, photo. Like, I care about the 900-day transformation photo you know absolutely so yeah absolutely man and um so pretty much it sounds like like you run a pretty tight ship there um you know i checked out your website before and it looks like um you know like nice nice little facility you know i mean well not little but i mean yeah i love the private aspect of it um yeah so looking at that man like what are your what are your goals for growth because it seems like right now things are going well yeah things are going well just about fully rebounded pre-pandemic yeah. uh, still a few members short of getting back to that 
But um, the next steps right now, which I'm already in the process of looking at, are finding a building to relocate into that's close to where I'm already at. Because, mm -hmm. as you know, leasing can always burn a hole in your pocket. Yes. And need to diversify the income. So I'd rather buy a building and put that in there. Um, so looking at that option or even multiplying. Yeah. So I'm looking at yeah. both options and weighing the numbers out and making sure um, it's the right move. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yes, yeah, so as far as the, the buying the building goes, um, have you found anything close? Because I have, but yeah. can't can't get a hold of the realtor. <laughs> nah, uh, man, that's that's terrible. Yeah, I know. I, I yeah. saw that happen in the housing industry as well. It, it's crazy. Yeah, they're not that busy, right? And it's like if you want to make some money, like you better pick up the damn phone. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Well, awesome, man, Alex. We are out of time on the podcast today, man. So thank you for being a guest today, and I um, I enjoyed the enjoyed the conversation. And I'm sure the the guests will get some uh, good value out of this. Appreciate it. Thanks yeah, for having me. Absolutely, man. And thank you all for listening to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. If you found value in this podcast, please click the subscribe button. And if you're a gym owner and want to be featured in the podcast, click the link below, apply to be a guest. Until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk to fitness pros who are in the trenches doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Lindsay Porter, general manager of Assiniboine Athletic Club in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Excited to have you on. And let's just hop into it. Tell us um, all about Assiniboine Athletic Club. Well, Assiniboine Athletic Club, we are located in the heart of downtown Winnipeg. Uh, that's in Manitoba, Canada. Uh, we are located in an apartment complex downtown um, on the fourth floor. So we have quite the view of downtown Winnipeg. Uh, we have 7,000 square feet of gym equipment, dumbbells. We have a pool area attached as well that's part of the membership. And we also have a physiotherapy clinic and a massage therapy clinic located in our facility. Separate business, but very convenient. That is, uh, that's quite a lot in a unique setup, mm -hmm. um, having a, a large, very large apartment gym, you know, most people think about, you know, small, you know, closets in a basement somewhere that <laughs> are an afterthought, but this is a fully, fully built out, fully stocked gym. That's not only that probably was built with the intention to cater to the residents, but also is open to the general public. 
Yes, and I believe for a brief time, a couple of years prior to us being there, it was owned privately by someone who didn't, it didn't last for very long. So the actual apartment block took it over and that was in 1992. So 30 years coming up. That's, uh, that's awesome. Happy early anniversary for Thank sure. You. So, um, so what started at the beginning, um, the, as far as um, how, how you got involved with the club, what's your background in fitness and how did you become uh, the next in line to be GM of this place? Uh, I was in my second year of university for kinesiology at the University of Manitoba when I first started working part-time. I believe it was actually one of my anatomy instructors who mentioned that this gym was hiring and I had never heard of it before. So I ventured down there. And honestly, my first step inside the gym, I just I fell in love. It just felt like home. It's just got that feel to it. And I, I feel like a lot of we have a lot of that. We're very family oriented. The gym is a family. We're very welcoming and we are very focused on keeping people comfortable and having a safe space for people to experience exercise. Um, we've had members there since since 30 years. We've had members there as long as myself too. So that was uh, 16 years ago that I stepped foot into the gym. And uh, yeah, my background, kinesiology. I'm a clinical exercise physiologist as well. I've worked part-time at the gym as the assistant manager for the last 16 years. And just this past September, our manager for the last 30 years has decided to retire. So they, um, I think I was just that natural kind of tap to, to step up and, and take over, which I never thought was something I wanted to do, but I uh, also thought that I wanted to stay home with my three children. And it turns out that I don't. So the gym was a, a good option for me. Fantastic. And it is amazing mm -hmm. to hear that, you know, not only has the gym been there for 30 years, but the same person was running it yeah. for, for virtually that entire time. So I think that says a lot about the community, the culture, the, the ownership to, to keep someone in place that, that long. And who knows, maybe you'll be there for the next 30 years <laughs> until it's, right? it's ready for, uh, for somebody else to take over. So uh, you've been in the ecosystem of the gym for for a long time for 16 years or so um, and along that time you've been a trainer you've trained at various facilities and then up until um covid we're doing a lot of in-person training wherever you are um let's step away from assiniboine for a minute and talk about um during covid there there grew a necessity for online training and you stepped into that world to a degree so tell us about that experience a little bit Mm -hmm. I was, uh, I was actually, I had just had my third baby when COVID started. He was a couple months old. And even then I was still bringing him with me to the gym to do some training classes and everything. Um, but then of course the world shut down and gym shut down. And I, I kind of just panicked for people because people weren't being active and, or, or leaving their house or being able to go to that space. So just giving that outlet for people to move in whatever capacity I could. And it was very basic to start, right? It was Zoom, free subscription, get on there. And just from my computer, let's do some classes, let's get moving. And then it just grew from there, using a coaching app, hiring a business coach to figure out all that technology stuff. So it was a process and it's built from there. And now I am able to do both, which is great. Yeah, that sounds like a really, a really cool um, combination there for you. And 
So, all right, let's flip back into Assiniboine and how that's integrated for you. Um, I want to talk about the process or kind of client life cycle at this point. So if you could walk us through, let's go step-by-step. Step. First and foremost, I know that you get a good amount of your clientele is just going to be people who live in the apartment block. Mm -hmm. So that's just a matter of being there and, and having, you know, not, not having a bad reputation or, or scaring people away, but you right. get a good amount of outside clients. What do you do to attract those people? Well, see, in the past, we haven't been very good with advertising or paying for any advertising. So that's something that we're just stepping into now. And we are rebranding. Um, we got approved for a grant through part of this downtown business um, regeneration project that Winnipeg is doing right now. Uh, and we are uh, working on our advertising because a lot of it's just word of mouth. And that's definitely something that we haven't done. I mean, we've done well with it, but it could be better. So even within the apartment complex, you would think that everyone would know we are there and they don't. There's three buildings. There's almost 900 suites, I believe. And wow. so, so it's a lot. Yeah. And they don't and they do get a discount for coming into the gym, but they're not everybody does know we're there. So we're doing better with our advertising in the within the complex. But we are also working with um, an advertising and promotion company to rebrand and to build out our social media and our website and and actually get advertising throughout the downtown businesses. We do have some businesses uh, located in the actual commercial part of our building, but the majority of the people that come work downtown. And since COVID has shut down a lot of offices and people are working at, from home, a lot of people haven't returned yet. So we're probably still operating at about 50% 50, 50 of the membership that we had prior to COVID. And just starting today, new rules came into place here in Manitoba to restrict gym capacity to 50% once again. So that will affect things a little, but. A little bit. Okay, little so bit. you're working on that, being more aware, getting more active in the marketing side of things. So mm -hmm. naturally the next step is once your marketing has effectively brought someone to your front door, what do you do with them then? Is there a process, an interview, a consultation, or is it just sign up and go be self-service? What does that process look like? Yeah, we try not to just get them to sign up and then throw them to the wolves of the gym. We try to, we do have an introduction class that we offer them to check out the cardio equipment and go through a couple of weight training pieces of equipment or um, dumbbell exercises, depending on what their goals are. So that's something that they have to set up once they sign up for their membership and book with myself or my assistant manager. And um, usually anyways, and we take them through some of the pieces of equipment. So they at least have a starting point of what to do, how to turn on the equipment, how to adjust the equipment and what they're kind of looking for when it, in regards to cardio and sets and reps, just to get them started. Anything from there, if they're looking to hire a personal trainer or something, then we try and figure out who is the best fit for them and, and send them in that direction. But as we were talking about before, we don't, hi, uh, we don't sell personal training through the gym itself. All of our personal trainers are independently um, employed and they set their own prices, they set their own rates and they do their own schedules that way. So, so the, I think the only thing we didn't cover there, and I and I appreciate you going into the personal trainer thing. So that was my my natural next question. Um, I don't we don't necessarily need the exact numbers, but um, 
it kind of goes both ways with gyms with this model. We'll either, um, you know, collect a percentage from the trainers or a flat rate rent. Which model do you favor? Yeah, so we don't really do either. <laughs> we do the independent trainers have to pay a membership rate, so a monthly membership rate, and then their client also has to hold a membership. So that's how we do it. Um, that wasn't all, always the case. We have always let independent personal trainers into our gym as long as their client, of course, pays a drop-in or has a membership. So we've always found that, I mean, this is our rationale behind doing it, is that people develop a relationship with their trainer. So they are with their trainer because they trust their trainer, they're like their trainer, and they're going to go where their trainer goes. So the trainers bring in clients, we get more members, and everybody's happy. That's kind of how we base, base things on that. Clients, or sorry, trainers that work for us on the desk, they don't pay a fee to train in the gym, but they also can't be training while they're working on the desk. That makes sense. So their gym shift is separate from their personal training. Def definitely makes sense there. No, no double dipping on the floor. Right. Okay. So as far as services go, once somebody is in and they are a member, uh, what services are there besides the, I know you said you have a pool um, and you have, you know, the various types of machinery, weights, things like that. Uh, are you doing anything else as far as classes, uh, anything, any uh, nutritional coaching, anything above and beyond just um, come in and either work with a personal trainer or work out on your own? No, not specifically. I know for myself, I'll go into nutrition, but uh, that's really just an independent personal trainer thing. Something to look at in the future, though, we've had uh, classes in the past. We've had a dietitian on staff who would run the odd independent class on that or small group strength training classes that hasn't come back though since COVID. So, right. The, it's uh, just a little tricky. It is definitely something I would love to introduce. We don't have a big space for group classes per se, but there are other rooms within the apartment complex, of course, that could be rented out or used just for something like a core class or a breathwork class or a nutrition class or whatever the case may be, some independent specialty things. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, with the transition of, of you coming on and um, your ideas as general manager, but also coinciding with COVID limitation, there's probably a lot of things that are in the thought process, Right. but it's probably not the best timing to act on them just yet. So that makes sense. Um, other things that we, we get questions on all the time and that we hear other facilities do um, fall into the, the line of retail sales. So for most gyms, that looks like um, equipment, apparel, supplements, uh, you know, shake strings, things like that. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, any significant revenue streams from any of those things? Not significant. We have drinks, we have bars, protein mm -hmm. drinks, uh, water bars, and that's it. But no, we don't. We've had requests for people, um, from people to sell our shirts and things, but that's okay. just something we're getting into as well. Okay. okay. Maybe with the rebranding. Oh, there's a rebranding also? Yes, the rebranding is happening right now with the advertising. So once that oh, wow. all gets done and settled, yes, we're still deciding on logos. Got it, got it. Ours okay. looks a little 80s. <laughs> well, hey, the 80s were a great decade. That's they I, were, yes. That's when I was born. So. <laughs> Back when we had aerobics classes, there was a time when we did, but that time has passed. 
Well, you're probably not missing out on much market share there. So let's um let's bring it back a little bit more towards you and mm. what you feel like if there's anything that we haven't touched on that you're bringing to the facility, your point of view, your style, um, things that that you think that you'd like to see happen, that you'd like to work on, you know, as time and pandemic restrictions allow. What are your uh, big areas of impact that you think that you're going to bring to the gym? See, my goal in coming back to as I've done, I've done a lot of work on my own. Uh, values and goals with how I want to come across and and what I want to contribute to the fitness industry. And I just, my values, I think, lined up with the gym. And that's why I chose to come back. We're very much focused on safe exercise for everyone. We have a huge variety of people in our gym, everywhere from 18 to our oldest member was 96 is 98 now I think but and he's just recently stopped coming to the gym so we do have a lot of older population we don't have they're just from all they're all walks of life so we want to be very welcoming we want people to feel comfortable we don't want to feel them to feel intimidated in the gym and we want to create that really gym family vibe so that's something that we pride ourselves on that's something that we want to continue to foster in Winnipeg here and to draw more people to experience exercise in that way um, and just get people more active in general. And I feel like if people have a more safe and welcoming space, they will be comfortable coming and being more active. I think this, I think we need more activity. We need better nutrition. We need more movement in life in general, especially now amongst the pandemic. I think we've really been able to see that health can't be taken for granted and that we need to work on more healthy habits in our everyday life and just helping to share that. I felt that, yes, I do my work online, but going into the gym and then helping other trainers maybe also look into their values and what they can offer and how they can do things maybe a little bit differently, a little bit better and how they service their clients. And then we can expand our reach in that sense too. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. There's okay. um, there's a lot of uh, community impact and reach, and um, mm-hmm. and I think uh, you know changing your little portion of of Manitoba, um, you know, one one person at a time, right. um, or or at least you know your your downtown uh, Winnipeg people. So mm-hmm. um, I can see where um, that's not something that's just an off the cuff, you know business answer. It's something that really sounds like you're holding dear and personal to you as, as almost like a mission statement. Um, right. Something that you're going to have, be able to leverage the facility, the, the, uh, the position in order to make that impact. So good for you for coming at it with that, with knowing like, Hey, this <laughs> is, this is my big picture and I'm going to figure out where I fit in the facility, in the business plan and how we can leverage what we already have to, mm-hmm. to make that bigger. So um, aside from COVID, because mm-hmm. that's, that's unpredictable and, right. and we're all, we're all facing it to some degree. Uh, are there any other challenges or roadblocks or dragons to slay that you think as far as bringing, uh, bringing the club to the next level, expanding that reach, making that bigger impact? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that one of our biggest challenges 
for sure with the advertising, of course, but we are such a, people love coming to us because we're a quiet, friendly facility. So it's really hard to focus on building our membership, but keeping that same vibe. You know what I mean? So if we get too busy and people don't want to be there because it is too busy and not maybe, not that it's not as welcoming, but people like to come because it's quiet. It's a challenge to kind of keep that vibe and build. But in order to stay open, of course, we have to make a profit and we have to build. So other than the COVID numbers and that, I think that our biggest thing is promotion and advertising. And then of course, getting people to feel comfortable coming back out into a public space in general due to COVID is just making people feel welcome. We're taking the proper precautions. You know, this is a safe place to be. That's probably the biggest thing when it comes to building we were seeing it. We're definitely seeing an increase in those people coming back, the same members as before and not building back up, but it's still far from where it was before shutdown. So. Got it. Got it. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of work to do there, mm -hmm. rebuilding, but seeing the progress, feeling the momentum, working on it there. Perfect. So we are, we're nearing the end of our time here, but I think that, um, for somebody that's got, had the experience outside the facility and in it, uh, and have done a couple of things. When it came time for you to make the decision to join and become the general manager there, um, what would you say the biggest point of experience, biggest lesson, biggest thing from your experience in the business has been that, that you think is um, most helpful in your position now? The biggest thing for me, I think, was really... Um, digging into the technology side of things, but also really getting clear on my values and what I wanted to contribute. That was really the biggest thing that brought me into the management position. Because if I was just doing it for money or to um, build a profit or whatever, I don't think I would have taken the leap. I only made, because I've had job offers come and go over this past year, but nothing was really able to take me away from working from home and being home with my kids. But to see, some, and maybe it's just because I've been here for so long, but I didn't, I didn't want someone else, I, I didn't want someone else to step into the role because I felt like I was really able to, I've been here for so long. I know what the value system is of the gym. I love the gym. I love the place. I love the people. And I wanted to just be able to help serve those gym members better. And now learning what I know through doing business coaching and all that too, I, I feel like I can also help some of the up and coming trainers to really develop their business and just kind of guide them in, in the best setup that is right for them to not burn out and just, you know, hour, hour, hour of personal training over and over, but to kind of develop a better system and really help to advertise for themselves and sell for themselves and, and really be the best trainers that they can be too. So ultimately it's really been that combination. And what I'm hearing is your vision being so in alignment with the vision of the facility and, and to a degree, you not wanting to see it. I don't want to say fall into the wrong hands, right. but, yeah. but you know, it's, it's not like the fate of the world depends on it, but you saw it and it was an opportunity and you, you know, you really just felt like you were the best person, the best fit, mm -hmm. and you're going to put your heart and soul into making it what you all want to make it be. So 
Right. Uh, it's not, it's not always tactical. It's not always, you know, X's and O's and, you know, numbers on a mm -hmm. spreadsheet. Sometimes it is just a matter of, Hey, this is, this is where we find our unification. And then we'll, we'll layer on the systems and processes that get us there. So that's kind of what I figure. Yeah. Great to hear that for sure. So um, we are just about out of time, but before I let you go, um, there may be some spelling involved, but can you let our <laughs> listeners know uh, where they can find you if they want to look you up online? Um, I know that you have your personal business, you have the athletic club. So give us all the information that you want to about people trying to find you online. Mm -hmm. We are AssiniboineAthleticClub.com is our website. And if it's on Instagram, it's at AssiniboineAthletic. And yes, that there is a big spelling thing. <laughs> and then I'm at, at Lindsay Porter Fitness on Instagram or LindsayPorterFitness.com as well. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate your time. It's been a pleasure having you. And uh, thank you so much for spending uh, part of your day with us. Well, thanks for having me. You are very welcome. And as always, to everybody out there listening, we appreciate you for being here with us. Thank you for spending part of your day here. We hope you found value in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you as soon as new episodes drop. If you'd like to be on the show, click the link in the description, fill out the form. Someone from the team will get in touch with you as soon as possible. Uh, to everybody out there, Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.